Hello and welcome to the Double Take Podcast with your hosts, Kirk and Kevin Weber. This is the show for fans of Apple Gaming and Sports. On this episode, we discuss Apple Football, Golf and Baseball. And we interview Bruce Andera, the TGA Golf Commissioner. Please join us now on Double Take, an Apple Gaming Podcast. All right. Well, welcome to episode 31 of Double Take. This is Kirk Weber with my brother, Kevin Weber. How are you guys doing? Yeah. And thanks for joining us again. Um, more Apple Gaming Talk. Uh, we have another interview, this time um, with a, a person who also plays a fair amount of Apple Golf as well as Apple Baseball and Football. So that'll be coming up after our break in a few minutes. But um you know, we've been busy trying to learn new games and and uh, get more into other Apple products. How has golf been going for you, Kevin? Well, I've played uh, half a dozen rounds now, 18-hole rounds, and I'm getting a pretty good feel for it. I mean, there's still a couple things here and there that, um, you know, slow me down, like the short-sighted approach shots, you know, which is a problem for everybody. But I've got those figured out. Um I, I'm trying to play with a variety of players, um, particularly the ones that have won the TGA Tour, just so I could play with those guys. Um, I've been watching a bunch of golf movies lately, and I watched The Greatest Game Ever Played. And so uh, Francis Wimet, you know, was the big star in that mm-hmm. in that movie. So he's in the in the Apple Golf Greats, and I played around with him, and he's not a very good golfer. Yes, <laughs> he uh, I, I really, found that out. Yeah, he really struggled on the greens for you, right? Yes, he can't putt to save his life uh, most of the time. You know, from even ten feet in, sometimes it seems like so. But hey, you know, that, it was a good experience. There was times where you know he hit some poor shots, and I had to figure out how to get out of those situations, which is part of learning the game. So um, my speed on the game is is improved. I mean, I think if I if I sat down and wasn't really like distracted by other things, which is you know what happens sometimes when you're playing Apple golf. You know you gotta go let the dog out. You're doing this. Somebody calls you. Whatever. Um, I can probably play in an hour and a half. I can probably get mm-hmm. done in an hour and a half. Uh, but it usually takes a little longer than that. Um, and sometimes I just play nine holes and, and then finish up the nine the next day. You know, I mean, right? It doesn't really matter. Yeah. There, there is a nice uh, ability for pacing where after each hole is a good place to stop if you need yeah. to. And um, you know, I know when I've been doing some of the football, you know, I mean, you might stop at the end of a quarter or something, but it's weird if you're trying to stop in the middle of a drive or, or something yeah. like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it does have a good pace to it as, as one of their products. Um, I, I agree with that. And you and I um, have been doing some Zoom stuff where we're trying to help each other learn various things. You're helping me with golf, and I'm going to help you with football. And yes. Um, tonight, um, we're planning on doing some more with the 2013 college football. Um, I have a big matchup between Alabama and Auburn that you're going to kind of go along with, uh, which will be fun. I think I've learned a lot from videos from Greg Barath, uh, who's kind of the guru of APA, uh, football. And he's been on this week in APA's podcast and, you know, he's, he's really good. I love his videos. If you want to get into APA football, uh, he's a good place to start, you know. Um, 
but I've made a few adjustments, uh, you know, with using iScore football as my way of keeping track of things. So we're going to kind of work our way through that. It, um, I mean, you know, it's, it can always feel a little overwhelming when you're trying to learn these games, but then it, it does speed up. So you just got to have faith, right, that um, you'll get better at reading them. I, I, I hearken back to my baseball you know, like I, I know what a lot of numbers are and you start learning them if, as the more you play. And I think that mm-hmm. you're experiencing that a little bit with, with golf too. Yes. Yeah. So. And, and being able to read the cards too uh, mm-hmm. for whatever sport you're playing. I'm sure you're uh, finding that you can kind of read a football card a little mm-hmm. bit now um, compared to before. This would be very interesting this evening when we go through it because this is real, it will be my very first experience with the football. I, I've been really focused on golf. Even though I bought the game, I kind of feel a little guilty that I bought it and I basically have looked through it, but I haven't tried to play one down, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but I think it would be a good way to go than try to figure it all out yourself. You can tell me the things that you learned that, you know, the mistakes that you made or, you know, the things that were confusing that you can just kind of say, hey, this is the way this works, okay? I know it looks like that. And I've kind of done that with golf for for you, you know, to a mm-hmm. point. So I think that really helps. That's the way app is supposed to be learned. You right. It, you know, and I, I think there's something to be said about any app or product reading through the directions or the instructions. But there's always a few com- confusing areas that um, need a human explanation, whether mm-hmm. that is somebody you know or nowadays like the videos, which is great. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to just kind of continuing on with that. And um, I have a new – I got a new dice tower. Uh, really nice, you know, kind of way too expensive dice tower, but um, but it's nice. It's got the kind of nice ring feel to it, you know. So I like it. So yeah, I mean, it, you know, you got to have little things that kind of draw you in. So that'll be good. So our um, our interview coming up. You want to just kind of mention a little intro for our guest, and then we'll um, we'll kind of cut to a, a quick break and and go into that. Yeah, well, um, a lot of you know that we've been uh, focusing a bit uh, lately here on the podcast on um, APA Golf. So we have the commissioner of the TGA, the Tabletop Golf Association, the TGA Tour, Bruce Andera, is going to be joining us and talking. You know, we're going to talk a a reasonable amount about APA Golf, but also other things. I mean, Bruce has played, uh, we started out with APA Baseball, he's played app of football so we'll touch on those topics as well he's um you know guy he's got a great personality and a fun guy to talk to so i think you'll really enjoy uh our interview with him right so stick with us and then right after this short break we'll come back with our interview with bruce Welcome to Double Take Podcast. We are very pleased to have Bruce Andera, um, the head of the TGA Tour, uh, the commissioner, with us um, for this episode, and also just a lifelong APA fan. Uh, so welcome to the show, Bruce. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, All thank right. you. So um, obviously, uh, one of our main points 
for having you on the show to talk about some Apple golf. But um, just before we get into that, how did you get into Apple gaming just to begin with? Oh my, uh, um, some time ago, my dad had a, had an Apple baseball game that he got from a friend and that had the 1976 card set. So kind of dates that back a little ways. Um, so he and my brothers, they, they played, they, they played, they played, they played. I was, I was a little bit further behind, but, um, but uh, you know, around the age of five or six, uh, basically first started learning how to read the Atma dice and how to read a card and that type of thing. And didn't, did really get into playing until about, you know, 10 years further down the line. But, um, but yeah, no, it's been pretty much, pretty much all my life. I've been, you know, I've been around the game. So. So you started with Apple baseball. Did you, um, what did you go to from there? Did you have the golf game at that point or did you do other stuff too? Uh, golf game was a little bit later on. Um, that was like, uh, you know, see, early, we, let's see, early mid eighties was baseball. It was, it was my start with baseball, probably late eighties, early nineties was golf. Um, even the original version of the basketball game was before that. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> that mm-hmm. monstrosity. Um, football was football would have been would have been like early nineties as well. So, uh, so we got, got got into that as well. Uh, eventually, the later version of the basketball game came after that. Hockey. Uh, so I mean, I've 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 played most of them. So. Cool. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like you have. Did you do leagues or replays or just kind of recreational, um, you know, events or how did you normally utilize the game? Just curious. Most, most of it was leagues um, because, because my dad and, you know, we, I've got three brothers. So uh, and a couple of family friends here and there, basically we'd take one card set. We draft some teams from that. Um, we take part of that card set, we draft some teams, play a league. Sometimes, ha- you know, you would play like short seasons. So it'd be like 34 game seasons. And uh, we would be playing like, literally they would be playing like half a season in one day at times. So not unlike some of the, uh, some of the regional tournaments that I've heard of uh, yeah. that are being played now, but, um, but uh, yeah, we would just keep drafting from one set until we were done with that set. And then we'd get the next set and then keep drafting from that set. And uh, sometimes the league would break down, then we'd get back and, 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 uh, and, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe rejoin and restart another league, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did uh, so? Who got all the? Do you still have some of these old cards, or did somebody acquire them, or where are they, or were they just lost, or garage sale, or what? I think my dad still has the old the, the old seventy six cards that he had. Um, we dealt with the 80, 1984 cards. Those are spread to the wind. Um, oh, yeah. So <laughs> those are spread to the wind, as are the eighty sevens. But. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that we used. Uh, I still have the 96 cards that we, that we formed a league with sometime later, uh, the 96 baseball cards and most of the 89 football cards that we had a league with. Um, I think I'm still missing one team. Mm. I'm not sure where the green Bay Packers went, but, but <laughs> isn't it kind of funny how, like, I'm sure if you see some 1976 cards or 84 cards or 87 cards, or even the 96 cards, and you look at those, it just like brings back certain memories, but you know, to somebody else, they look at a 96 card, they could really give a rip, you know, but, uh, <laughs> but for you, I'm sure, you know, you oh, look absolutely. at it. And, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's kind of crazy that way. Those cards, especially when you were younger and you're, you know, a kid still growing up, you know, they mean a certain something to you. Yeah. That's sure. Cool. And some of the players that, you know, obviously, you know, may not have done much in real life, but you know, they had, per- they had different personalities when we played with them. So, you know, Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Kirk and I talked about that with well, I mean, he had a good career, Eric Davis, but I had him on one of my APA teams and he would I just rolled good numbers for him all the time. He oh was my. like 
Babe Ruth and Ty Cobb combined. (laughs) He'd steal bases all the time. He's always on base, always hitting home runs, driving people crazy. You know, always the most unlikely players. Yes, (laughs) right. Yes, yep. It's always axiom number one. Always the most unlikely players that that come through and and start and start winning games. (laughs) Right. Now, nowadays, do you, uh, I, we know you do the TGA and you do the golf stuff. Do you do any current APA products in leagues or replays or anything? Um, like uh, right now, I'm uh, right, right now I'm doing a 1997 football replay. Oh, okay. Um, so, I mean, we uh, it's been going for a few, at least a few years. So, it's pace of play is kind of slow, but um, but I'm in week 13 of that. So, <laughs> oh wow. wow. So I'm I'm quite a ways into that. Well, but, why'd uh, you pick 97? I had the set and it was, I think, I think it was what, 19 years old when that, uh, when that season was played. So um, four NFC central teams into the, into the playoffs. Uh, like I said, I just happened to have the season wasn't doing anything with it. So I picked it up and said, all right, let's play with it. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Sometimes yeah. that's just a, all the reason you need, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, and then Kevin and I, we definitely want to talk to you a little bit about um, just what was the impetus for starting um, the TGA kind of tournament and uh kind of the league stuff that you do um and some of those yeah you're like the second commissioner aren't you i actually i'm actually the third Third, i'm actually the third uh yeah no i didn't even i did not create the the tga tour that was created by craig small uh originally originally created that page back in 2014 i believe uh he stepped away uh, right after the first season or near the end of the first season. So then, uh, then, then uh, Mike McCoon comes in and he, he managed the league for a few seasons. Then I took over in 2017. Okay. okay. Um, and did, did you, were you right in at the beginning of, of this, like the first season when it was going? I was in as a neutral scorekeeper for the first season oh. and then uh, was going to do the same for the second season. And then I think Craig Small, he, he stepped away again. So I just simply took his team and then participated from there on. Yeah, because it's a lot of work. It appears to be. <laughs> it can be. It can be. It can be. Yes. <laughs> you do quite a service to the people in the TJ. When I, I mean, I, I've only been really paying attention to the Facebook page the last you know month or two, and I've you know gone back. But there's a lot of stuff and a lot of. Mm-hmm. I mean, you probably maybe it's kind of your personality. I assume to kind of like that, but also it's a lot of work there to put all that stuff together and make mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To actually make it go. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And make sure everybody's on this on literally the same page. Uh, yes. Yeah. Which, you know, that, that's uh, especially with the golf game, leaving, leaving some stuff open and not, you know, we don't, you can't, you can't really make a rule for everything you come across in a golf game. Yeah. So th- there has to be discussion and, you know, you come to a consensus and if, sometimes you have to step in and make a call, but. Um, make a ruling. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, thankfully not too often, but sometimes yeah. you have to do that. But yeah, you're like the marshal. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. Course marshal. There you go. Right. Yes. So running the TJ tour, what are some of the positives and negatives that you've discovered? The things you kind of like about, you know, being commissioner and the things that like, you know, the, the challenges, I guess, what do you think? The challenges is just dealing with the different personalities. I mean, we mm. have players from all across the country and all different levels of, you know, here's the way I think this should be. And, you know, we got the players who have been playing since the beginning. We got players who are coming in new and, ha- and, and maybe sometimes some of them have their own. Ideas. So it's really kind of wrangling all that. And uh, as far as far as the positives, really just about everything else from playing the games, doing the scheduling, um, doing the write ups, doing the write ups at 36 holes and at the at the end of the at the end of the uh, 
yeah, making sure everybody gets their scores in on time. You know, that's. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so you do a nice job with the write-ups too. I think we should talk to Tom about trying to, you know, transfer some of those over to the um, Appa blog as they as they go through. You know, we can yeah. like, you know, copy and paste them over and put a byline if that's something you might yeah, want to do. That'd be good. Yeah, I think fine. people people would like to see some of that stuff. I think it's interesting, you know, because you know, as as we've talked about, I mean, baseball is the driving force of Appa. Sure. Um, but um, you know, there's other. You know, golf is a great app of game and, and a lot of fun. Um, and I think a lot of people just need to kind of discover it. I mean, I've I've only played about a half a dozen rounds, but I really like it. You know, once you get the hang of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, especially yeah, especially once you get the hang of it and the little nuances. Yes, it it does a very good job of replicating golf. But um, and kind of once you once you dig into some of the whys, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Why some of the rules are the way they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you played the old game before the old mm-hmm. in- incarnation of it. What what are some of the, I mean, I don't really know. What are some of the differences between the current version and some of the old ones, maybe positive or negative? Well, the reason, uh, the reason I, you know, I, I did play a little bit with that, with, with the old version of the game. Um, and again, that's a game that came out probably like 1962, I think was the original mm-hmm. date on that. Yeah. Um, it might've been a little bit later than that, but um but you know, I, I I had it from the late '80s. Uh, of a lot of the players and the way those boards were constructed, were hitting a few too many of the shots right down the middle of the fairway. Mm. Um, so you didn't you didn't see you mean, yeah you you saw a few players spray a shot or two here and there, but most of them were basically going right down the center. So it became very very easy to start scoring you know 64, 63, 62s mm. uh, once you had the distances down. Um, whereas this, well, not all shots go straight. I mean. Even the pro, even the pros hit, hit them offline. Yeah. Maybe not as offline as we do, but <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> but, but they still hit them offline more more often than not. But the, you know, they're they're a little bit closer to center. But kind of kind of kind of kind of replicates that sometimes you might need you might have to leave the driver in the bag just to be, be based on the way the hole is designed yeah. or based upon uh, you know the the skinny fairway or uh, you needs the, the holes that need more precision than others. So. Okay. I mean that that was kind of a I think it 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 did pretty well for for its time for 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 golf uh, for the game of golf but uh, but as far but as far as uh, as being more realistic yeah the current the current game blows it out of the water so okay mm-hmm. yeah. And well, you, that's definitely I mean, true because I do not hit many shots right down the middle with my guys. <laughs> I not I mean, it's like 50 right, 40 left. And it's like, oh, my goodness. And then it's got to roll. I'm like, oh. But, you know, that's what it's supposed to be, you know. Yeah, so. I, yeah I did a little bit of that when, when I first started the game, too. So <laughs> yeah. when I first started the current version, it's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe leave the driver or in the bag. When you, <laughs> yeah, when you flip to the next hole and you see the skinny fair one, you're like, okay, this is not going to be. That is the description of my first my first time around Empire. So yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say, Bruce, that when you play with various players, uh, similar to like Appa Baseball and some other mm-hmm. uh, these other games, they you really feel like they it kind of accurately represents how they play when i mean do you visualize that when you get a feel for the player or whatever for the the most part you do yeah uh especially especially when it comes to like their their precision around the greens and their Mm -hmm. in their putt and their putting Mm. um a lot of people can hit a go you know a lot of people can hit that you know 275 300 yard drive uh, but keeping in mind that everything's regulated to like say 2011 equipment uh with this game so 
uh, that doesn't, you're not going to have the 350 yard bombers that you do today, but it's, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, you, know, you will still have, you will still have a shot where you can hit, where you can hit one that occasionally that far, but, uh, but yeah, you, you will get a feel for the player that you're playing with. I mean, you, you will, you will have a player that, you know, has a natural draw or has a natural fade. And that's, that is, that is pretty accurately replicated on the card. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Have you um, gone down any of those kind of like rabbit holes where you're playing with somebody and then you want to know more about them and you kind of look into them and learn stuff about the history of golf through APA golf? Not so much the players, but the courses. Yes. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. But the courses for sure. But (laughs) yeah. What are some of your favorite courses? Oh my. Uh, Just ones that come to top of your head there. I mean, I mean, I mean, who, who isn't going to list Augusta? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Which I think is Magnolia in the game, but yeah, right. um, uh, that one, uh, that one I like. Uh, let's see here, Stadium Course. That's a good one. Um, and that's Steel TBC City. Sawgrass, I think, right? I believe so. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think. Uh, see, yeah, I mean, a lot of them are really good because I have most of the courses. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> Right. I have most of the courses here, so uh, yeah, the, the, that that design's been actually been, been actually uh, doing really well as well. So yeah, uh, I, I like I, I like I mean I like them all. So yeah, I I know it's kind of sounds sounds corny to say that, but mm-hmm. yeah, well they all it's kind of <laughs> they all cool. have their own characters. So. They do, they do. They're almost like a player. It's almost like a like you say, like you know, an app a card, whether whether it's football, baseball, golf whatever has a certain thing to it and but so do these apa golf courses they seem right. to have that too which you don't really have that in any of the other apa games it's not like you know hey i'm playing this football game at the meadowlands well who, who really cares right it doesn't really matter <laughs> right you know right? yeah they kind of have a it's not like they're um i mean but they're yeah there's this sort of um kind of character to them mm-hmm. right you know whether they have certain wind conditions or certain uh, fairway bunkers or yeah. you know those sorts of things on them it makes them stick out and give that vibe to it right yeah when yep. you look at the birthplace course or st andrews i mean it looks you get that feel of st andrews when you look at it if you're kind of translating the you know the way that is drawn or whatever so mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty cool that is pretty cool have yep. you um played around on um I mean, you probably have but i'm just saying this i know southport which is the epa is supposed to be royal burkdale um have you played on that because that's another kind of outside the u.s sort of course mm-hmm. that i imagine was a little more links kind of like i mean it's where the open's been held and stuff right yeah the open was there i think two or three years ago mm-hmm. um and i remember and no no i don't think we can replicate uh jordan spieth shot from the driving range that during, during that open but <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. a shot that went way right but <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's kind of the way I, that's the way i hear him <laughs> we, we, we don't have a rare place for golf yet so <laughs> yeah right yeah but uh but you know i i have played one round around that and again you know the link those links golf courses you, you dig into those course notes and you can kind of really see those those hills and valleys and especially the special rules that go with that as it appears to the mounds and all and the fact that you're literally going through you know this, this course plays through dunes. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. in the valleys in between dunes. So, so yeah, you you have those rises on, on either side of the hole, on, on the, either side of each hole there. So, um, and I think it does a good job of of, of of catching of catching the winds that 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 they go around those places as well. So, yes, right. yes. Now, are there? I mean, they added a couple of new courses recently, and um, I don't know. Like, I mean, 
are you a big PGA fan or do you just like Epic golf or how does, how does golf fit into your life outside of Epic golf? Well, I mean, I pretty, you know, in real life, I pretty much, I pretty much stink at the game, but, um, right. Well, yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I stepped on a range yesterday and that way, yeah, no, it, it, it was all over the place, but, um, uh, but as, but you know, I do like golf. I mean, I, do I watch the PGA every week? Not necessarily, but, um, definitely the majors, of course. Um, and the, and the odd tournament in between, uh, always like that, but golf, since I had, since I had the original version and especially since the, the later version came out, I think that was 2010, mm-hmm. uh, when the later version came out and I pretty much hopped on getting that right away. So, uh, then played a few rounds with that and I'm like, Oh, this is good. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and just, and just, and just kept, kept right on going with it. So, yeah. That's cool. Do you have any speculations about the new APA National course? Like <laughs> that what, one, based upon what I've been seeing, I I, I think it's an adaptation of of of, uh, of like the uh, the grade eighteen from the original. But um, mm. as far as that goes, I'm not. I, it may have changed one or two holes in there mm-hmm. uh, that, that 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 might either might not exist anymore, or isn't a professional course anymore, or something like that. But uh, as far as that goes. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a menagerie of different sorts mm-hmm. of holes and stuff. Which, you know, if that's the one that they end up starting putting in the people that buy the game for the first time, that might be all right. You get a variety of courses. I mean, actually, I mean, I kind of like that when I bought it, I got like a full course, but uh, you know, maybe there's something to be said for that too. So I guess they could go either way, you know, mm-hmm. but hmm. yeah. now do you, um, like you say, you have most of the courses. I think there's around almost 30, like 26 or something like that courses. Yeah, that sounds about right. Do you have, how many, do you have all of them or do you? I do have all of them. Oh, good for you. <laughs> See? Are you, you're buying the, did you buy the national one already, the new one? Uh, yeah, that one's on its way. Okay. okay. Um, yep, that, yep, that one's on its way. So, um, yeah, and I, th- I think, yeah, because. Yeah, I mean that's that's the only and that's 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 the that's the word I've been, I've seen bandied about on that on, on mm-hmm. that one. But um, yeah, but as yeah. far as that goes, I mean we're gonna have fun with it either way. So it's mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And, and when you've you got know, if you're missing one, you got to get yeah. You're gonna one. have to keep it's like keep on. the complete. Set. Well, we, yeah. yeah, we've got to be completionists about this, right? It <laughs> is. Apple people are completionists to a point. Uh, to a point. I mean, it's like okay, unless you're a million multimillionaire, you're not going to own every single year of Apple baseball. But mm-hmm. guys would do it if they could do it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so they try other things, like I want all the World Series teams, or I want all the Super Bowl teams, or whatever they want to do. Right. Mm-hmm. So you do what you can do. Yeah. Right. I have one other question that I wanted to ask you about with the TGA, which I think is really a great concept. And I was actually talking to a colleague today just about it. He's a golf fan, but I was just telling him about Apple golf and, and he just finds it fascinating. First of all, he's like TGA. It sounds great. I mean, like, I know like whoever came up with this, it sounds like golf, but yet it's, you know, tabletop golf, you know, this sounds really good, but he was, um, we were just talking about, you know, this, this kind of um, honesty factor that goes in. I mean, people play these rounds, and they mm-hmm. report them. And why, if anybody's trying to game something just to win in an exactly. golf <laughs> tournament. My guy shoots a 62 every Yeah, round. you know. But, like, have you? Really? Ha, yeah, Francis you know, just went mad? No you know, way. Like, I mean, you, you just have to just play it like it is and just go with it. I mean, you know, if you do well, you don't do well, whatever. But do you ever have anybody that, have you had any issues over these years with, people cheaters maybe. with cheaters honestly, honestly i haven't you know i honestly i haven't um you know you, you know you, you know 
there's really no other way to do it but the honor system. And, you yeah. know, golfer, golfers and golf fans are probably some of the most honest people you ever see. So uh, they're the only ones who will call penalties on themselves. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I that's move, kind of, I move that's my kind dice. Of we have to do that. It's a, so. it's a one stroke penalty. I move my die. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, sir. That's an illegal roll. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes. An illegal roll. Yes. That went outside of your dice tower box and it is out of bounds. Out yes. of bounds. Okay. I'm uh, sorry that that roll went off the table. Here, your options are to take the penalty back here from where it yeah. lies. <laughs> distance, <shot and> distance. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I was just curious about that. I mean, I, you know, Kevin and I have dumped a bunch of money into various app of games to mm-hmm. get into those because we're doing this podcast and we figure, you know, the best way for us to talk about it is to actually try stuff, you know? And so he's been, we, I, we were working on football and golf, um, you know, over these last few weeks and the golf really has struck both of us as uh, very interesting. And the, we're both like, by the time, you know, you get to your draft and this, you know, the next, you know, tour, mm-hmm. uh, we're like, yeah, we'll jump in. I mean, do you have any advice for, um, for, you know, rookie um, caddies of the well, first, tour? I think the, the advice is good, but also just do a little explanation on how it works. Cause if somebody else is okay. listening and thinking about oh, yeah. it, they should kind of know how it works. Right. Yeah. So usually November, early December, we can we kind of put the call out for, for players who we want to be on tour, uh, either with one or two golfers, your choice. Um, you can you control one or two each. Um, we already have, I think we already have the tour, the tour sites for 2021 out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just need to put it on the pin post on the page, which I haven't done yet. Anyway, uh, but usually we put, we put the call out for, for players who wants to play. And then we take that list. In fact, you know, you don't, even if you don't reply to that list, you can join in at any point. Um, if we're two tour tournaments in and you want to join in for the third tournament, we'll probably let you do that. As long as that, as long as the data, the data, the start date of that tournament hasn't already come and gone. Um, that's perfectly fine. I mean, it's, it's modular like that. You can join in or you, you can join in for whatever tournaments you want, or, uh, if you're joining late, you can join in late, but for those who are in it, who are in at the beginning, we have a draft of players. Usually that's late November, early December. Um, that kind of gets decided later, but, uh, generally that happens right there on the Facebook page usually. And it's usually serpentine random order of draft. Uh, you can pretty much take any four, any four column card you want. Uh, but only one card, only one, only one, uh, only one, only one player may be represented. So I, I can't have two Jack Nicholas's for, for instance. Yeah. Right. Um, so once, a, once one Jack Nicholas is, is taken, then all other Jack Nicholas's are frozen for the rest of that draft. Um, so you, yeah, you, you, you go up and back twice and uh, you either take one or you take two, well, you take one player with each round, but, um, but you can take up the two players and then usually January, but early January, that's usually when we start play. So uh, usually we'll, we'll declare the tournament open. You have a week, you have, you have that week to get the first and second rounds done with your, with your two players. You report back the scores. We'll usually do a 36 hole, a 36 hole write up. usually either on Sunday night or Monday, depends on when I have time to do it. Um, after the scores are compiled and then you have another week to do the third and fourth rounds. And then, and, and then uh, once the tournament's done, then we post the, we post the end of tournament uh, thing. Uh, if there's a tie, I, I let whoever's in the tie know and say, hey, can you play these holes real quick using the fourth round conditions? Uh, there's usually a week off in between each tournament. 
So we, we play, we, so like week one, we would have the first and second round. Week two, we would be the third and fourth round. Week three, we'd be off. Week four, we'd do the next tournaments, first and second round, so on and so forth. Yeah. We, and we play six tournaments for the season. And then at the end, we kind of do the app, we do kind of do the app, convention uh, match play tournament, uh, which we, the, first, the invites go to the top eight players uh, for the season. And then they, if, they, if any of them don't want to, it's completely optional. Um, if any of them don't want to play, then the members of the TGA tour page are, are the next to get the invite. And that's kind of first come first serve. And if, and if we still don't have eight players at that point, then anybody else who wants in, but can, can go in. And uh, that's kind of how that works. And then that's just three consecutive weeks on three different courses. So 18 whole matches. That's one of those things where, you know, like, like we're doing here on zoom, you could play, you could play a head to head if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, normally how it gets done though is, 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 is the players play their 18 holes. They'll send their scores to me hole by hole, and then I'll match the cards for the match and then calculate what happens in the match. But uh, that's usually how that ends up getting done, just because, you know, we're, you know, like I said, we're all across the country. I'm not even sure if we're all in the same country, to be honest, but, uh, <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> but, uh, and therefore we're all on different schedules. So yeah, it's play, it's play when you have time to do so. Um, but that's kind of how that goes. And then, and then we give, we give points, we give championship points uh, for every tournament that's played and uh, the, the number of championship points that kind of depends on how many players are in the tournament uh, and how many players are playing past the second round. Um, because some, some people will say, you know, okay, we got through two rounds and this player's not going to play any further, but I'm going to play forward with my other player. That's fine. But, and you'll just get a withdrawn for that tournament for, for, for the player that you withdraw with. But mm. you know, we, we've, we've had that, we've had that a little bit, but, um, so that way we don't, we don't have any cuts. So there's, yeah. there's no, there's no cut at the end of the second round. Uh, you we can don't have cut yourself if you yeah, want. You, you can cut yourself if you want, but <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, the, the, the number of points you get is based upon the number of players that completed two rounds. Um, okay. so the more, the more players in the tournament, the more points you stand to get. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you go six tournaments and then we, and then we named the tour champion tour champion is retired and may never, that card may never be selected again. And then we start up the next fall and, <laughs> and okay. we, and, and we go again. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like this year. Jack Nicholas, 1975 won. So that card's retired forever. But yep. somebody could draft like 1972 Jack Nicholas or something like that if that were, or whatever, right. some other year, 1960, yep. as long as it's a four column card, right? Correct. So. Yeah. And in, in uh, that 75, that 75 Jack Nicholas is also the, uh, is also in the all time great set. Yeah. Uh, they're the same card. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. So it's like the first, the first winner we ever had was 2000 Tiger, Tiger Woods. So that card has been retired since 2014. So <laughs> yeah, that's a good card. <laughs> that's a very good card. <laughs> yeah. I played my first round with him. I'm like, wow, I'm pretty good at this game. <laughs> and then I played with Francis Wilmat last night and I'm like, man, this guy can't make uh you can't get off the green in two pots. <laughs> yeah. See, I see. I played with Tom Watson and had, and had a dandy time playing with that card last season. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so for people that might join in, you know, like newbies or whatever, uh, any advice you would give them? Um, definitely practice with the game, whatever course you have. Um, know when to leave the driver in the bag, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're standing on the tee, just, you, you kind of have to think of it as you're actually playing the shot sometimes. Um, try to be on the right side of the pin because, you know, sometimes just – ask questions. We're always, you know, at TGA tour, whether it's me or somebody else, we're always willing to discuss and answer questions that you may have that may arise while you're playing. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But yeah, definitely the more rounds you get, the more you get the hang of how this game works. Mm -hmm. And the fact is, if you have the good angle into the green, if you're on the opposite side of the center line as the hole, that's going to make your life a whole lot easier on the approach shot. So um, definitely, that, that's also definitely a good thing to do as well. And then and then as far, as far as drafting players, at least, you know, the way I like to do it, um, I, like to, I like to have a player who can get the ball out there a little ways. Uh, so if you have like the average W or the, the average wood or the average, the average wood rating there, um, I like to have them like the, like three, four, five range somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. Um, every so often I'll just take a bomber just because, you know, hopefully not, hopefully not too many numbers in the twenties and thirties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully not too many numbers in the twenties on that card because that'll send the ball 40 or 50 right or left. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> doesn't matter what club you're using. <laughs> yeah. That's going to spray over the course a bit, but um, outside of that, you know, the numbers in the thirties off the, off the, off the tee, usually those are, those are all right. Um, mm -hmm. because those, those are your bomber numbers basically. But um, I like to have somebody who can, who, who can at least putt pretty well. Um, and typically what I'm looking for there is, you know, obviously the more single number, the more single digit numbers you have, the better. Yeah. Uh, but I'm also really looking for the numbers 18 and under because those are, yes. those are your under 20 foot putts. Mm -hmm, um, right. those are, those are good putts on the, on the eight, on the, uh, on, on putts from inside 20 feet. Um, don't be afraid to go for it up to like 30 or even 40 feet, depending on what, depending on who you've got. Um, depending on who you, yeah. So, um, yeah. I've had a few, you know, like, uh, like my, the other golfer I had was Fred couples and I really didn't dare going for the hole from outside of 30 feet because, you know, I just saw, I saw 28 thirties, <laughs> those types of numbers in his putting yeah. column. It was like, okay, I don't want to deal with that and, and, and try to three putt this, you know, <laughs> yes. well, so probably I, better I, to play it safe on those. But <laughs> I learned that lesson the last two days with Francis who I met. And let me just say, it wasn't the greatest game ever played. Because he shot a 77 at Gopher. <laughs> okay, go. Yep. And he couldn't putt, you know? I mean, I was like, I mean, I, I know what a good putting card looks and a bad one looks like now. Because yeah. I was like, I mean, I got through nine holes. I was two over. I was like, man, I don't want to. This guy stinks. I don't want to. Yeah. This is not any fun. I'm like, I got to finish this. All right. Then he like double bogeyed a par three and, mm -hmm. you know, because he hit it in the water. And, and I'm like, man, I'm never going to. To, I, I text Kirk. I'm like, don't ever draft this guy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The first, yeah. The first season I played, I had Bobby Locke, and that's a short hitter playing some pretty long courses. So. Yeah. Mm. It's like us out there hitting. It's like, oh, yeah, I hit that, a 220. Great. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're 400 yards away from the hole. That's okay. Yeah, awesome. that, that was for sure an adventure, and somehow he had the lead in the gut. You know, he had the lead at Magnolia after two rounds. I'm like, how did that happen? <laughs> He's probably accurate. Maybe he didn't hit it long, but he hit it in the fairway. And if you do right. that, you're probably okay. You know. Are there any guys that have been drafted over the years that you're surprised haven't like won the whole thing? Yeah, you're Before this year, that Jack Nicholas card. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that card's been taken probably three or four times, and hasn't you know you always always finishes somewhere in the top five, but it hasn't had not won until this year. Mm. Uh, that the Tom Watson card I used kind of surprising that that card hasn't won because that card is deadly accurate from mm -hmm. from like inside of about 150 yards. Um, a few others. Um, the others I remember, you know, the winners we've had, I'm not really surprised that they did win, but. Right. Yeah. And and some of the others, you, you know, that uh, sometimes some people just draft players because they like that player and not necessarily mm -hmm. because they think they can win the tour. And that's really kind of the point here is to have fun playing. But the, right. 
It's like, I like John Daly. I'm taking his card. Okay. Yep. Yep. We've had that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. We've had that. But, Do yeah. most people tend to draft from the greatest players or are some people owning some of these other seasons? I would say probably about two thirds of any draft is, are, are usually from that all time great player set. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the other third would come from some other set. Um, like I said, I know that, uh, like I think it was I think it was Dustin Johnson from the 2018 set that came, that came out this last year. Mm-hmm. We had, we had playing this last year, and I think 2014 Rory McIlroy won mm-hmm, yeah. uh, last season. And not not you know Jack Nicklaus is the defending champion, but the season before that that was 2014 McIlroy that won that tour. Um, there was another McIlroy too. I think the 16 yep. maybe. Yeah, one, I think one was, year. Yeah, because that that was the one it season. The, um, 51. Um, there was Ben Hogan won. Yep, that was. I think that was fifty-four. Right, well, and I then it um, was one of those. It was from the fifties. That m- must have been an outside of the greatest. Yes. Um, yeah, because I think Ben Hogan's AT, ATG card is from fifty-one. Yes, it is. Yep. So, the, so I think yeah. that was the fifty-four Ben Hogan that won that one. So, so yeah, that was from outside the AT, the, the all-time great set. And I think that twenty sixteen card that was the year that was the one year where we decided to to basically just draft from the current season set and see what happens. Oh. So the all, oh. every player came out of that 2016 set. Oh, hmm. for yeah. that one season. So, and then the 1966 Billy Casper also won. Yeah, and, and Bobby Jones 1930. Yeah, those are the other ones. For anybody considering, you can't draft those cards. <laughs> nope, <laughs> those, those are off limits to the TGA Tour. So oh, there's still plenty of good cards. <laughs> oh, there's there. there's a ton of. Yeah. I mean that 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 all time great set has 144 players in it. So plenty yeah. of good players in there yet. So <laughs> and some bad ones in there, like Francis Wilmette. But uh, yeah, but you know, there's some good ones too. <laughs> Not to mention each new card set that comes out is going to have a bunch of good players in it too. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had I've had a few additions to Jason Dave do pretty well, so it's <laughs> so it's only four com cards. The old Apple game used to have three coms. It didn't mm-hmm. have the the approach column, right? Is that correct? correct? And so is I know you can't do it for the TGA Tour those, but is there a way to play like because Apple still sells Absolutely. three com cards? How do you play to do with the approach on the current board? You I mean, would simply use the I column for those approach oh, shots. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because the old game, the old game only had the, th- the three columns, and it had just had a, a wedge, a wedge section of the board from 85 yards and in. So when this game was this this game was created, a lot of measures were taken to make it to make it a reverse compatible. Mm. Okay. So that you could you could use the three column cards if you wanted to, uh, or you could use the four column cards with the old game if you wanted to. Um, okay. You would just use the A column from 85 yards and in. But uh, in that case, mm-hmm. but yeah, because, if you want to use a three column card with, with, with the current game, you just use the I column for those approach shots. I yeah. See. Because I notice on the Apple website, the 72 seasons available, but it's only three column because mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, 72 Jack Nicholas. That would, that might be a nice card, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, yep. it's only three columns. Yep. You know? <laughs> so. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So you mean, as far as, far as the league, yeah, we agreed that, uh, that, that it's four column cards only on that, but yeah. um, that makes sense. Yeah, you got to have some kind of standard and, and use the newer cards. It's just like if you go to a regional baseball tournament, they're like, you got to use these boards from this year on. You can't bring out your 1976 boards, okay? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you know we're not yeah, everybody, I don't care what, what team you bring, but everybody's using the same boards. So. Right, yes. <laughs> right, yeah. Or they bring out the uh, sacrifice bunt booklet. The old ah. one that was yeah, that really was easy to use, you know. It's like no, the, o- the overpowered hit and run. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
No, you can't do that. So there's got to be some commonality for sure. But that's interesting. So if somebody obviously wants to buy those cards on the Apple website, they could do that. If they want to get them on the secondary market, they are playable with the game. So that's good to know. They are. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So you can play old new cards with the old, with the old, with the old, uh, with the old courses and sets. You can play the old cards with the new. So, so as we know, golf is an ever changing game. And you mentioned that, you know, we have like a lot of big hitters now that hit it 300 plus yards frequently. Do you, what kind of changes do you think that might be in store in the future if Apple were to update the boards? I mean, or what would you like to see um, for some changes in Apple golf, if there's anything? Um, really just, you know, some better, you know, just some better explanations as far as, as far as some of the, some of the rules that are in that book to make them a little bit less confusing for the new player, especially, especially concerning being short-sighted mm-hmm. on some of those approaches. Uh, that seems to be the one that gets a lot of new players. Yeah. Um, outside of, outside of that, as, as far as, as far as the club charts and, and everything like that, you know, you know, like I said, you know, eventually, eventually you're going to have to update those two to the current player, to the current player's strength. So that if you want to play with 2010 equipment, use the current game that's out now. If you want to use 2020 and beyond equipment, then we can use that set. If you want to go back to the 1960s, we can use the original game, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. you, you could always do that, but then that would just be the kind of the change, the change in equipment that you're using, but. Right. That makes it's, sense. It's kind of like playing dead ball baseball versus modern baseball. Sometimes like if you're playing 1930 Bobby Jones, you know, it's this, you know, there's some things that are good for him on a, the current boards and some things that aren't, you know, mm-hmm. so. But, but he you know, can always throw that hybrid in his bag, you know. Exactly. Yeah. That's Just hope it's not windy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing with all Apple games. I don't care, you know, football, hockey, you know, baseball, you know, the games have all changed. So when you play with an older team versus a newer one or, or whatever, it's, there's differences. You yep, know, it's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Yep, and, and I definitely noticed that some time ago when I did I did like a cross era sixty four team baseball tournament. Um, when I, I think I had cards from the nineteen fifties all the way up through the nineteen nineties, and it was like when I was playing the old versus the new, you really saw that, and it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> there's yeah. really differences in the way that you have to play these older teams. You know? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I played in a dead ball tournament when the first upper tournament I ever played in was a dead ball era tournament. And I don't really hit and run. And all these guys are like, all right, second first ball, hit and run. And they're like, hit and run all the time. And I'm like, mm-hmm. on the fly, I'm like, you know, I got to figure this out a little bit here. I got to change my <laughs> lineup around. I mean, I didn't, obviously, I didn't win the tournament. <laughs> okay. yeah. But uh, I was like, okay, this is a little different here, you know? <laughs> Yeah, so. sure mm-hmm. sure and just just like if i decided to do i mean i have the 1976 football set um uh, just like if i decided to do anything with that there's a difference in the way i've got to play that versus 1997 you know that's mm-hmm. yeah those yeah. offenses ran differently you know? oh, <laughs> right yeah yeah you're right i mean no doubt about it you know and if you want to go back and replay the 72 dolphins and see if they can go undefeated mm-hmm. well you better know how they played the game because it's not the yep. same you know larry zonka got the ball a lot <laughs> let's just put it that way <laughs> <laughs> It's like his card might not look that good, but he got the ball 30 times a game, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. So didn't he have the face mask with like that U thing like up above or something? Yeah, they have that on the Apple card too. To yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just have to get a red Sharpie and put that in there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so 
<laughs> That'd be funny. So, um, do you uh, uh, do you feel like taking some breaks from Apple golf is always kind of good, and then you get rejuvenated by the time you get late yep. fall and yeah, and it's been get a into long the fall. yeah, uh, because t- the the TGA tour from the time we start calling for players to the time we're done with that ma- that match play, that's almost six months of time there. So, yeah. <laughs> b- b- between those two times, so yeah, after that, it's like okay, <laughs> yeah, got got to take a little break here, got to take mm-hmm. a little break, do something else, and. <laughs> Go play some real golf. Right. Yeah, go play some real golf if I can. You know, that's. Yeah. I think the timing for having it more in the winter. I know some people could be in warm weather areas, but mm-hmm. most of the country, you know, there's certain times like you know January is not really for most of the country a time that people are golfing unless they go w- way south or something. So you know, it's a good time to kind of do something with golf related things if that's something that is of interest to you. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and that's just the time when most when most players are going to have the time to play, mm-hmm. uh, because you get to the summer. And not not only you're playing real golf, but you're also doing a lot of other things outside and mm-hmm. all the activity. Well, maybe not this year, but all the other activities that go on around. But uh, that during the summer, and yeah, that's so you 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 don't have as much time for things like Atma golf or Atma in general in the summer than you do in the winter when the mm-hmm. weather's not the weather's not being nice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure. It just seems like it's a a good set up you know have you heard of any other tournaments that people do or leagues or anything or i mean we're not super familiar with all the other things that are out there but are you aware of any other ones this golf? is the only yeah. yeah this is the only app golf league that i'm aware of okay um i think uh, i think the game company themselves just because there wasn't a masters back in april they ran their own masters tournament um during back in april uh, mm-hmm. just with the current card set. So uh, they did that. And then we kind of re- we ran our TGA Masters the same week just because we always do. And, mm-hmm. and but yeah, as far as that goes, even now, I think this is the only Abbott Golf tournament, the only Abbott Golf League that I am aware of. So, And yeah. what's really unique about it is, you know, sometimes there's leagues and things that, you know, they, don't, they have enough franchises or something for baseball or football or whatever. And, you know, you can't really even get into it or maybe it's mm-hmm. a regional thing or whatever. For this one here, there's so many golfers. Yes, you, you could you could have a, and now it could become a big time job for somebody like you. But you could have a very large uh, field if you wanted to. Yeah, eventually it could get that way. Um, I think the largest field I think we've ever had is somewhere in the neighborhood of 23 or 24. Mm-hmm. So you know, so we've we've had like we've had like 18 or 19 different players playing with around 20, 25 or 26 golfers in one tournament. And I think that's the largest field we've ever had so far. Wow. Usually they're in that 12 to 16 range. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, we've been talking about Apple golf a lot lately, so I have a feeling you're going to have a few more and I know you're going to have at least two more from this podcast. Well, right. you, yeah. you guys are more than welcome to join in. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're not saying we're going to be very good, but we're going to go for it. It sounds like fun. So we're going to yep. do that. That's that's the main that's the main thing is to have fun with it and you do no matter how you do and I've done well and I've done really badly and doesn't really matter so <laughs> yeah 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 it's interesting to see for sure yes um so my one of the other questions I often ask guests on our show is just um you have products you know various app of products mm-hmm. do you have a spot in your house that you store things or how do you organize that? Do you have to? Do you have a secret stash of money for buying things, or 
Uh, I, I'm just, I just, how do you manage no secret, no, no, no secret stash of money, but, uh, but like right now, right now, my 97 football stuff is all sitting here spread out across my desk and the card sets over there by my printer. And, and then I've got a shelf that's got some of the games and then a whole big thing in my, in my, in my closet that has, uh, that has these little plastic shoe boxes that I keep the seasons in. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah, it's kind of strewn out all over the place, but like, you know, you kind of know where everything is when mm-hmm. you want to get at it. So Right. You got to have a system of some sort, right? Sure. Yeah. And you have to have it organized in some way or your significant other will tell you that you know, it's a bunch of junk. Right. If you make it look like junk and then that's what they think. You have like, oh, I've got it. Okay. Hey, can we right. go to Hobby Lobby or Michael's or whatever and get some nice little boxes to put my stuff in? Oh, it's nice. And organized. Right. Plastic boxes make it look a lot less like junk. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and it, it also keeps everything quite nice. So. <laughs> Yeah. Just just for just for my own sanity, my own organization. So. Right. How many more golf courses do you need? Well, I need all the ones for the tournament. I mean, how can my guy play if he right. can't get on the course? Okay. Right. Exactly. Well, the we saw the list. We saw the list of the tournament ones, but then Kevin and I jumping in late. We just recently purchased Appa, um, the Appa golf game, and it doesn't come with DC Metro anymore. But that's one oh. of the courses for next year. So I think the only two, what looks like pristine copies of DC Metro were sold on eBay in the last mm. few weeks, and we bought them. We nice. each got one. Nice. So, <laughs> and that's the first, I think that's the opening tournament, so you got to have that. So Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. It'll be the, uh, DC Metro. I think is the fourth tournament for next year. So uh, that we have on the oh, schedule. Okay. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's Empire or something's first. I don't remember. Yeah, no, I'm looking at it right now. Rubber City uh, is is, is going to be first up. So he's going to be first up in January. But mm. but uh, yeah, we put that up there, and I think this is the first time that we gave the top four the top the top four golfers on the tour. We gave the we gave their owners a chance to, a chance to name one of the courses that would be used in the right. following season. So that's the first time we've done that. Um, and then of course we're always going to have Magnolia and uh, usually one that just left up to the luck of the draw. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, we when we had Ron on, we asked him what course you're thinking about, and he really felt guilty that he actually he's like I've done so poorly you know, over the years. I feel like I some of these other guys who've won ha- should be able to pick. I'm not really sure. And I think he just said, pick one or something. Yep, that, that's what he told me. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's basically um, what he told me. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the ensuing draw gave us DC Metro. So <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Which yes. put us in a bind because we had to find DC. No, I'm just saying. No, yeah. We got it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yep. um, what are your thoughts on spiral bound versus non-spiral bound mm-hmm. courses? We've uh, talked to a couple people. Do you have preferences, pros and cons on those? Um, I think, yeah, I think, I think it was just a cost, a cost issue to go to the non-spiral bound ones. Um, I don't think I've ever run into anybody, including probably myself that don't, don't that, that didn't prefer the spiral bound courses, mm. especially since I can mark on them with a the dry erase marker. Mm. Um, cause that's, that, that's kind of the way I like to do it. I, you know, a lot of people like to use markers if they have the old ones. Great. If not, you know, mm. uh, myself, myself on the other ones, I mean, they're still nice courses. They're still very nice courses. They're still very, they're still very well done. Uh, the non-spiral bound ones, and there's some dis- there's there's some advantages there where you can just kind of go go through and flip and flip them over, and you have a little bit of a wider area that you can see things a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, like say the marker I use is just a, it's an old golf tee. I shaved off one side to make to make it lay flat and <laughs> use right. the pointer that use the pointer of the tee to mark the ball. But <laughs> yeah, 
been doing that for been doing that since since the old 90s since the old uh, since the old Abba golf game but uh since I, I had the flat markers and those went those went gone to the wind at mm-hmm. some point in time they weren't the, they weren't the really old ones that i've seen like ron use um, yeah mm-hmm. from the old game and i'm not gonna pay the exorbitant price for an old hundred dollars exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to get one of those but so, so, but yeah no the, the flattened golf tee actually works very well so um but yeah you know i mean they're they're they're, they're equally playable um i would see you know i would have i would probably suggest that if you're good that, that with the uh, that with the non-spiral bound courses that you find a way to get some sort of protection protector on them laminate them or something mm-hmm. um unfortunately i was a little bit late doing that but <laughs> last fall um you know, we had we had some we had a, we had a large storm coming through last last uh, September, and a few of the courses that were sitting in front of the window, I couldn't quite get the window closed fast enough. Took some water damage, and mm. <laughs> they're still uh, playable. They're still playable, but it's <laughs> but it's always wet on that course. <laughs> yeah, <Yep. laughs> conditions are always uh, always pretty damp. Yeah, you're like yeah, because you roll for like the the wind and and conditions and stuff, right? And so yeah, using those courses, like well, it still looks wet. Okay, so it's wet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always wet. Yeah, usually, usually right at the end of one tournament, I'll roll for the conditions, roll for the pin, for the pin placements and conditions for the next tournament. So, mm-hmm. um, and then and then post those pretty much as soon as the first tournament is done. The, the second the second tournament stuff will be up mm-hmm. there. So if you want to get a jump on it, great, go ahead and do so. Yeah. But um, the only thing the only thing I as commissioner like to see is go ahead and play them. I just don't, I you know just 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 don't give me a, just just if you want to give me first and second round scores, great, fine. That's that's I have no problem with that. I would just rather not see third and fourth round scores until after we've done the 36 hole report. <laughs> yeah, if you, exactly. you want to play, if you want to play them in that first week, great, do it. But uh, just hold right. on. Yeah, just, yeah, just right. hold on to the third and fourth round scores until until I'm ready for them. You know, exactly. and, and, and and sometimes that's not doable, and that's fine too. But it's <laughs> right. You know, you know, people's schedules are like, well, you know, we're going on vacation, got a lot of work stuff, travel for work. I can't. I, I'm not going to be able to report back to. Okay, fine, play this, play you know, play and report, play and report. Then we'll try to make sure they get on there, but. <laughs> So do people like Facebook message you those reports or do they email them? What, how do they um, do that? I think there's one that emailed last season and the rest of them pretty much are all Facebook messenger. So yeah. Do you just, do you want just the score? Or do you want like a picture of the score sheet or something too? Uh, usually a hole by hole is usually good. Okay. Uh, it's usually a good thing. Uh, any other, and then the, all that's, all that's absolutely required is the final score. Yeah. Um, but hole by hole is really good. Is really good to have. Is it helps do it, it helps when we go to do when I when I go to do the write up. Oh, yeah. uh, anything else you want to tell me about the round? You know, that's highlights. Anything like that? Always low, good. I, don't lights. write a yeah yeah. <laughs> don't write a book, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't write a book. But if you want to put if you want to do like a, a short paragraph or something about the round, that's fine too. Uh, that always helps as well. But uh, but other than that, yeah. So so it's, it's usually kind of a blind thing because a lot a, a lot of uh, a lot of. Uh, a lot of what uh, the the reason a lot of the reason we like to we like to do that is I don't necessarily want somebody else's scores affecting the way I play the I I play the round mm-hmm. you know because like theoretically they everybody theoretically everybody should be on the course at the same time mm-hmm. you know yes. you don't want everybody to know that a sixty seven is a score to beat because you know yeah. they just might beat it. or or at least the temptation comes into your mind i mean you don't know maybe a 70 is good enough okay i guess Mm -hmm. it wasn't right (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. unless you're dc metro in which case you know usually need at least 20 under to win that one but (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah from what i've seen but um 
yeah, no, it's like, you know, I think I think when I rolled the conditions for Los Angeles last year, I mean, it was like, okay, near perfect conditions all week. You know, we have normal fairways, we have no wind. I was like, oh, this score is going to go low and low it went. But <laughs> yeah. I, I think it ended up being 30 something under par to win that thing. And it's like, oh, mm. my. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And sometimes like, that happens on the on the PGA tour. So yeah. it's like I, I knew this was going to go low, but I wasn't expecting that low. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Well, this has been really great talking with you, Bruce. Um, we appreciate you finding the time to to come on and, and just chat about Appa Games and especially the golf stuff. Um, yeah, you know, I you know it's been one of our goals to try to tap into some of those other areas, and this is you know you know we've had some great golf guests actually the last few weeks that you know who have been on the tour and done different things like that so it's really good but um you know hopefully we can kind of integrate a few more reports and stuff um because we both kind of work with tom nell shopping on you know with the apple blog and stuff but there you know more coverage on other things like golf would be good and while you're doing those reports to get a little larger audience i think people would find them interesting i mean really what people find interesting is what happens in looking at cards, even if they don't know how to look at an app, of golf card, you know? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so. Yeah. By all means. I mean, especially with, with like the, uh, with, with, with like the tour reports, I mean, by all means, we can, we, we can definitely find a way to get them up there. Yeah. Yes. That would be really cool. And you are certainly welcome back on the show anytime. If, if there's something that you'd like to get with us on, you know, just let us know and, and we'll get you on here. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. So. We'll do. All right. All right. Well, we'd like to thank Bruce for coming on the show, uh, taking time out of his busy day. He had to come on straight out of work. So, you know, I know maybe he wanted to go home and get something to eat, but he he was uh, a lot of fun to talk to and, and really appreciate that. I'm sure some of you out there are maybe considering getting into Apple Golf and um, maybe joining the TGA Tour. I mean, first, obviously, you got to get the game and, and see how it goes for you. But I've found that, you know, after a few rounds, you you do start getting the hang of it, and you know with this um, with this episode here, we we usually post something on the Apple blog that uh, you know says some stuff about a particular episode. So uh, we'll have you know we have a a, a list of the 2021 really um, TGA Tour schedule, so you can kind of take a look at that and the courses that are going to be used because you'd have to try to get a hold of as many of those as you can if it's something you're interested in and try to figure out a potential golfer you might want to try to draft if 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 it's something that you're interested in so that information will be there check it out feel free to comment on it Uh, we'd be very interested to to know what you think um right I think yeah. it's, it would be cool if more people join in. And we talked about that with Bruce. You know, it, it, it can have a large uh, field of, yeah, of I mean, golfers. It could be 100 and, guys or something. Right. Yeah. You know, and um, the more, that makes, makes it more interesting potentially. And, um, and it's, you know, while there's lots of solitary ways of doing Apple gaming, golf definitely is one that um, doesn't have to be face-to-face. Um, so it, it, it's, a, it's just a different animal, um, that you might want to explore, but if you're trying to get into APA golf, um, at a minimum, you got to buy the game, which is $45. Um, and then that comes with 
the current President's Cup um, grouping, which is the 2019, and it comes with one course, which is Gopher Lakes now, right, Kev? Yes, yes, yeah. as of right now. And then um, you – if you're a you know a fan, you, the courses are kind of part of the character of the game, like we talked about. So I would say that you might order within that order because you're paying for shipping one way or the other, ten to fifteen dollars at least. Um, probably some other courses. You might want what is St Andrews, which is birthplace, or you might want Magnolia, which is basically Augusta. Um, and then if you're interested in being on this tour or participating in it, um, you would need the courses that are on the tour. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're like and the Kevin first and I, one, The first one is Empire, which is Bethpage Black, I believe. That's right. the first uh, tour stop. So if you're ordering it and only had the ability to maybe buy one extra course, that would probably be a good one to get because they, they offer that. And while if you don't play in all of the tournaments you can't win the whole points chase right you could have one good weekend and win it it's just like a golfer that happens to win a a tournament or two or do or plays well so you could experience it in such a way and bruce did a nice job he seems pretty open to people coming in and out you know in a very kind of golf sort of thing right yeah so you know consider it try it out um it'd be kind of cool to see different people get involved with that kevin and i are planning on participating Mm -hmm. all in basically on on the on the golf um and i would also say that you would want some players and probably the thing that you would want to to add to your order is the all-time greats and that was mentioned with bruce too you know it's like over a hundred um 144 yeah Yeah. great golfers um that gives you a nice variety and even if you're just playing on your own you can kind of um pick and choose who you want to go with yeah it has all the big names in there from back into the late 1800s up to uh you know mid 2000s um is usually where it stops i think 2008 or 10 or so are Mm -hmm. cards there yeah i found it interesting with bruce that he talked about they're, they they uh, utilize equipment based on like 2011. Yes. Yeah. I did not realize that. Did you? Uh, um, I had heard something about that, or maybe read it, but I didn't quite remember it. So that mm-hmm. that was interesting for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. There's so um, much to learn, right? You know, I mean, um, and how that goes. Yes. Well, another thing that's um, kind of on our minds is our. Our BBW League, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the draft is a little over a week away. And um, it's like a five-round live draft, and then they will do other things. And it's quite um, quite a thing that we've got ourselves involved in. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much draft prep you've been doing or whatever. Um, no, I None. can't say I've done I a haven't done lot. any. Yeah, I mean, I've looked at things, but yeah. yeah. June 6th, D-Day, um, draft day too. Um, yes. Yeah, it's going to be um, – fun but uh intense i mean you got to pick stadiums you got all these franchise Mm -hmm. points and budgets and oh lordy um yeah i've got to do um some crash coursing on on some stuff here in the next few days for sure Mm -hmm. um i know you already picked your stadium you're using connie max stadium right and you got that from appa and the disc you know for five bucks and i just placed an order to get crosley field the five dollar disc and i'm going to rename my my field mercury stadium 
And also, I ordered like uh, some golf cards along with it since I had to pay for shipping anyway. Mm-hmm. I know you, um, you have been ordering quite a bit of stuff lately. Um, mm-hmm. Have you placed some orders recently? I mean, how's how things been well, going for that? I I thought I was done with my orders for a while. I had placed my large golf order, and um, when I got it, I I was a little disappointed because I wasn't I, I didn't get the all time great golfers the gmatg and that's like 20 bucks you know and i definitely wanted those so i had had a couple you know the 2019 Ryder cup came with it i had the 1981 no sorry 1981 Ryder cup and 2019 president's cup and those were basically the cards i got i was like where are my other cards and then it had a little note on it saying oh those are out of stock so i was like Nobody told me this, you know, I, I didn't get any email or anything. They just kind of sent my thing and then I didn't have them. And I guess they were getting new ones printed or whatever. And I get it. I mean, um, and then I got these confusing emails where uh, my thing was too heavy. And I've been doing U- UPS shipping because getting things through the post office in the Metro Detroit area is really st- a struggle right now because... Uh, it's so slow. It takes like twice as long. And it, I'm not blaming any postal people or anything. It just takes forever. So I'm just going, I'm going UPS. And so I had paid the 15 for the UPS. And then they said I owed more because it was heavier, which is fine. They do a good job. I've had that which, happen to me too, where they charged me a little more. And also when they I've charged had them, me a little less. Right. You know? I, I've so had them take off. And so I'm not complaining about that. But I got this thing saying we're holding – I got an email before it got delivered saying we're holding – your um your shipment until you 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 know pay the additional shipping i'm thinking it's i already have a tracking number it's getting delivered today so i was so confused and then when i came then i started piecing it together and realizing oh they're holding the greatest all-time golfers until they come in and then i pay this thing or whatever and i have no problem playing it but i just felt like like i didn't get I wasn't told what was going on. So that was kind of... And it was a, a big order, too. And, and yeah, I had spent... I mean, I don't want... I mean, it's too much, but I had spent over $200 to get ready for all this golf stuff. And I, I just would have appreciated knowing a little bit about where that wasn't coming. And and now I would have had to wait a lot longer because I was like, if it's only a few days and you're getting them in, hold my order and then throw it in, right? Yeah. Because otherwise... I need to, and then then it was like, how do I get this? Well, let us know. And I'm like, do I place a new order? Do I not? I just never really got communicated very well with that. And I, look, it's a small company. They're doing the best job they can. I get it. I'm not trying to be a complainer. I see too many of those people on social media doing that sort of thing. I just wanted to know what the options were and just let me know and I'll deal with it. You know, I get it. If you don't have something in in inventory at that moment, then we'll deal with it. So what I ended up doing is placing another order because I wanted a tracking number and I wanted to make sure it went UPS again. But then I had to pay another $15 to ship new products, which I think I would have done anyway. But I felt like I never – I wasn't given the choice. Mm-hmm. Like, like it was forced upon me, you know. And because, you know, let's be honest, I know people might want things quickly, but there is nothing coming from APA that you need that desperately, yeah. right? Like, like I can wait if I need to. I mean, maybe you want something because you're playing in a tournament that's coming up on a weekend. Well, then you need to plan accordingly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's not their problem. And you right know? now so, that's not happening. <laughs> right. So I was just like, I could have, maybe I could have waited, maybe not. I don't know. So I ended up 
you know, reordering the greatest um, If you would have had the choice, because they said it might be two weeks before the new um, all-time great golfers were printed, would you have waited two weeks? I think I would have. And okay. then I just would have focused more on football. Yeah. Um, now, I've done some, you and I worked through, and I grabbed a card from the 81 Ryder Cup, like Raymond Floyd or whatever, and used that. And it works fine. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, I, I think I would have just said, okay, I'll just save on that. So because I was paying another 15 bucks, I was like, well, I may as well throw in a couple other things. So they got more money out of me, really. <laughs> um, because I, I, I threw in like the 2006 golf season because that had a lot of good cards in it. And I did the 1951 season, which was only six bucks, you know. So I ended up spending, you know, another 18 bucks on two other card sets just because i'm like if i'm paying for that what's the diff you know yeah, exactly. and it, so it was you know that, just a bit frustrating i i when you know we kevin and i talked about this and i debated whether or not i wanted to even bring it up because i don't want to be a complainer you know um yeah. and uh, because i see so many of those people do stuff like that um but on the other hand i also don't owe anything to apple or anything i'm yeah. i'm giving them a lot of money and you know? and i understand that um why they kind of got rid of their you know the telephone you can't just call apple and talk to somebody and people and, and they they got, did away with that a couple of years ago and people i can't call them well they, they don't do that because people want to place phone orders and that's a big mess mm -hmm. for them so i 100 percent understand but that means you got to do a good job sending out some emails, especially on a large order where you give the people the options, you know, hey, you know, these cards are out of stock. It's two weeks. Do you want us to just hold it or do you want to just have us send it out and pay for the other stuff that's later? All, that's, that's all I it. needed. Your choice, yeah. what you want to do. And, you know, because things get out of stock. I mean, they don't have infinite stuff there. Um, we've had great experiences um lots of times with app i mean i get mm -hmm. my set pretty quick i mean i just placed my order the other day and it's, it shipped yesterday and it'll probably be here tomorrow or the next day you know mm -hmm. um, i usually get it within a week almost mm -hmm. every time and um and i have all the stuff packed in there supposed to be and yeah it usually works very very well i've had great experiences overall actually i've never had a negative one to be honest with you um, right so yeah it was just and it was kind of like um it was a, not shocking. That is way overstating it. But I was expecting to see the greatest golfers of all time. You were so that. excited to get your Apple order. I was, and it's I'm, always exciting to get an Apple yeah. order, even if it's just um, a disc. Right. right? And, and so um, I'm pawing through there, and it was such a letdown. You know? it's, like, it's like opening up your Christmas present, and part of it's missing. Right. It, it, it is. And... So, and I had waited for it to come and it came and, you know, I was all like, yeah. And I took a picture of the box and, you know, texted it to you and like, hey, it's come. Yeah. You know, I'm eating dinner. I'm going to open this up afterward. Um, and then I'm like, what the, what the heck, you know? And at first I didn't see it. And then I look at the invoice and I see a little note on the bottom. Oh, that's out of stock. That's all. That's the only thing. I, 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 I just felt like I was this kind of. Um, missed, not really blindsided a bit. You're yeah. Just blindsided. And so, yeah, that was now, I mean, I've got you last yesterday, the new order shipped. I hope everything's in there because they, again, like I sent an email and I said, Hey, just, um, I'm ordering these three things. I know that the greatest, uh, golfers isn't available yet. Please hold my order until all three are don't send the two that are in and then that, and then 
I'd have another thing of shipping. I hope that that didn't happen, but I never got an email telling me if that's what they did or not. Yeah. Because so I'm hoping that the thing that's scheduled to be delivered on, you know, Monday or whatever, is actually going to be the right package. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so um, just a little more communication. I don't think that costs anything. Um, that would. Just I know be... they're short-staffed a bit with the virus and things like that. They you know haven't had their full staffing, so I'm sure that plays into things. But still. Just uh, a quick email, a couple sentences. Mm -hmm. I mean, I saw, I see people that, I saw a guy asking, and I had the experience of downloading the 2019 BBW season. You and I, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, were talking about doing that, and I said, okay, I'm going to do that. And that was my first time doing a download. And the way their Yahoo store works is they, you, when you place an order on the Yahoo store, you don't get charged until they go through the order. And so you'll get an email from APA, but they haven't actually charged it until they kind of check on the shipping cost because they, they do exactly whatever the shipping cost is. So if you place a download order, you technically put the $10 on there, and it looks like you're paying the $10, but you won't pay it. They will take that off when they do the final charge. So mm-hmm. like if you're doing a $20 download, it'll just be 20 It's not going to be 30 But there was somebody... And they kind of have instructions on there, but they're a bit confusing. And um, it's a little bit old school that they're not able to have a non-shipping product. You know, they have a lot of yeah. download stuff. I mean, if you only had a couple things, it's one thing. But but it worked, though my first experience doing that was a little weird um, yeah. for me. Um, and I know other people have done that, and I've looked at it before, but I just hadn't experienced that yet. And so it worked, and, and it was fine. I got the file. I got an email later with a link to it, and then you download it, and um, you know, so it, it worked. Um, so that that I did too, and I saw somebody, somebody I think, just in the last few days was on there. They they something happened with their order didn't. It's getting shipped to the wrong house, and they posted yeah. something on Facebook, and they spelled Herson wrong too. Yeah. Hershun, I mean like S H yeah. or something. Yeah, it's I saw like, that too. Dude, what are you doing? Like he wanted yeah. his phone number. You're not gonna call him. What you you calling him up because of that? What is he gonna do? Is he gonna call up FedEx or you know UPS or the post office for you? you I know? don't understand how it's going to the wrong address either. You have to put in your shipping address. Right. So what? You put in the wrong thing. Well, I think "wrong" is uh, in quotes here, right? Okay. Because it's like it's it's going to the address you put in. Yes. If that's the wrong address, then you put in the wrong address or something. Yes. I I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe the person it doesn't store. How do they? The Apple site doesn't store your address. You got to right. put it in every time. How do we you know? Because we bought a lot of stuff lately. Right. So every time you have to re-put it in. It does not save it. Right. I mean, so how does he you know it's it wrong. going to the wrong address? I mean, he got the shipping link and it said the wrong address. Well, it says the address that you put in. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't, I don't get that. I don't. I mean, you I put in somebody else's the, name. I maybe assume, their autofill did something. <laughs> I assume something. the Yahoo Store just downloads it. They just download it from the Yahoo Store to the address thing there. They oh, yeah, don't, I'm sure. Like, yeah. They're not inputting it on the on a computer themselves to do it, I don't think. I, I don't no, know. I'm sure, and it prints a label, and it does all – yeah, I mean, I and I didn't even want to address that, but I'm just like, what? That is, that is a personal problem that yeah. you need and to – And also, email customer, you know, customer service. 
you know, customer service at, you know, at Buzz, you know, they have the, the, the email address on there. Email uh-huh. them. They usually right. do answer. They will reply fairly within, quickly. Within, within 24 day, hours. Within yeah. a day, yeah. So mm-hmm. just tell them what's going on. You're not going to be able to call. That's the way it goes, you know. Right. You know, speaking of shipping for APA, I mean, shipping is expensive, mm-hmm. no matter what you're doing. And I do honestly believe, and they've stated this, you know, and you got some emails that kind of mention this. I, they tried to keep the shipping costs to what they are. They're not trying to make money on the shipping costs. And a lot um, of companies do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll either um, raise their prices and it looks like they have free shipping or this or that um, or whatever. They'll manipulate their prices because of shipping mm-hmm. or they'll make a few bucks on it. People will do that on eBay. You know, it costs you, I don't know, 450 or something to ship something, you know, first class, like a very light package. And they charge you $6 and they made a buck fifty on it. You know, and that, that can add up. For somebody mm-hmm. that does that stuff, so they they charge you as if you were there in Alpharetta, Georgia, shipping it. That's how much it costs to ship it. And if it's less, they give you your money back. If it's more, boy, you're gonna have to pay because your package is heavy. I mean, that happened mm-hmm. to me when I got the football game and the golf game, and then the bunch right. of stuff. Happened it me cost me, me about two fifty yeah. more, you know. Which mm-hmm. I understand. They're like, well, this is a little heavy, you know. So if it's within that range. That's the t- standard ten dollar or fifteen dollar for UPS, whatever you're doing. Then that's what it is. So right. I, I think they do a good job with that. I, I think they do. And I, and I wasn't surprised that my app of golf, I mean, I was like a 10-pound package. So yeah. I, it, it's, it's going to cost more. That's fine. Um, I, just to sum it up, just a little more communication about in and out of stock stuff and what you're paying. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I get these kind of cryptic emails that I don't understand what they're saying. You know, it's like one sentence or something, and they it, could it be just, interpreted two ways sometimes. Right, because I I would send you the email and say, "This is what I got." You know, like an image. And I'd be of like, it. "So is it this or this?" And I'm like, yeah. "I don't know." I'm like, "What does that mean?" You know. Um. So that was just a little little frustrating, and and we're again we're big fans of Epic Gaming. We do a lot with it. We play it. We are in leagues. We have a podcast. We write about it on the Apple blog. Mm-hmm. We are not trying to do anything that is, you know, trying to take anybody off or have anybody take it personally. But if we don't talk real about things and some of our experiences, then I don't know if we get the credibility that we'd like to have as people who have an Apple Gaming podcast. Exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. So, so, you know, um, we brought it up. It just, you know, it, it, it's fixed too. It's not the end of the world. It's first world problem, right? Yes, you know, yeah. I mean, I mean, whoa, my APA thing wasn't in there. You know, my greatest golfers in my, really, there's a lot of people right now who have a lot bigger problems than that. You know, so yeah. I, I, I know you, you know, haven't it's like, been sleeping until you get your right, greatest Right, golfers. yeah. I mean, it's like, come on, Kirk, get over it, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm, but, but since we are specifically talking a lot about APA, you know, bring it up. Um, and that's kind of where it's at. So I don't don't want to end on a bad note here for this episode, but um, but that was just kind of a, a, a recent topic. And as we move forward, um, again, feel free to reach out to us for um, different ideas. Not saying we're doing them right away because we do have a fair amount of ideas, but we love feedback. We get a lot of good feedback from people. Uh, if you have ideas for topics, for interviews, um, let us know. You know, communicate with us through our email or social media. Um, or through a voicemail on um, the Anchor app, um, and we'll we'll work it in. 
you know, yeah. the best we can do. We have so we have a lot of um, kind of like pots on the stove with different things going on. Yeah. Um, but it's fun and it keeps us active and busy, you know, be, you know, between our regular lives. Right. Yes. Um, and then I don't, I don't know what we're going to jump into next week. We'll kind of see how it goes. And we might maybe do a little with, try to get a little more into football. Maybe. I think so. Um, I think that's kind of the direction we're headed. Um, maybe a little with football would be great to get Greg on the show. Right. I, I know Greg out. recently was on John Aslan's uh, podcast. Yes, very and, interesting. Yep. And he's always really interesting on there. And I kind of wanted to wait a little bit because he was a recent guest on there and I didn't want us to kind of have people have, I mean, some people listen to both podcasts and, you know, so you want to kind of have some variety, but I think our, you know, um, he talked a lot on that last one. And if you, go back and listen to it about his kind of replay stuff. And he does a lot of football mm -hmm. replays. It's really cool. Um, but I'd like to maybe talk um, about some of his videos and people getting into it sort of thing, yeah, like the, where we're the, at. The newbie, the newbie suggestions and his take on newbies to app of football. I think that that would be very interesting. Yeah. Right. And some, some of his historical perspective mm -hmm. on the game and where it's been and, and so forth. So, um, maybe a little bit different angle on it. And that's what I'm hoping for. So we're going to try to, you know, see if we can work that out too. Yeah. All right. So thanks everyone for listening to this episode and, and keep rolling. Double Take is recorded using Audacity and CleanFeed. We use Fifine USB microphones and distribute through Anchor.fm. Theme music, Funk in the Trunk, is by Shane Ivers at SilvermanSound.com. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at DoubleTakeCast, or email us at DoubleTakeFeedback at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.